Hello and welcome to the Supersize Phys Ed Podcast. My name is Dave and I'm doing this again on kind of a backup microphone, backup uh, iPad. Uh, my computer kind of crashed a little bit. Not a little bit, it crashed a lot. Luckily, I backed up pretty much everything except for at least one, maybe two podcasts that I recorded. So I might not get those back. I'll have to figure out which ones they were. But anyways, great to have you here. I'm going to keep this light today because I'm, again, kind of testing out this microphone a little more, testing out this uh, iPad app, which I used way back in the day. So we're going to talk about the top five um, most inspirational sports stories, at least that I can think of in, in my generation. Um, I might be wrong, but these are my five I came up with. I don't know if they're right, but I'm going to give you a transition beat to think about yours. So here we go. All right, everyone. So I don't know. I'm going to, I'm looking at my list and I'm like, hmm, number one could be number five. Number five could be number one. I don't know if these are in the best order or not, but I'll tell you about all five of them. I, I just think they're amazing. So I'll count them down from five to one. It doesn't really, they're all awesome. So it doesn't really matter, but I'm going to go with number five. So number five for me, and, you know, I have, I have boomers and everything on this thing. So I'm going to practice this. It's been a while. So I'm going to practice a boomer. So number five is this. All right. So that was the boomer again. Number five is Peyton Manning. So if you remember correctly, I'm old enough to remember Peyton Manning being an incredible quarterback, an awesome quarterback. He won a Super Bowl with the Indianapolis Colts. This is back in, I don't have this with me, but it's uh, mid to late 2000s, he then went to the Denver Broncos to finish out his career. Now, while he was with the Broncos, he, well, actually in between, he had neck surgery. So, and that's why, one of the reasons why the, the uh, Colts uh, got rid of him. And, you know, so he, he went to the Broncos and he did okay, I guess. But then he was kind of hurt, kind of, eh, and they benched him. Um, they, he was benched for a little bit. Now, again, he was hurt a little bit. They weren't doing so well, but they made it to the playoffs and then he came back in and he just dominated. And I'm not going to say he single-handedly won the Super Bowl for them, but defense definitely played a big part of that. However, he just, to me, after having neck surgery, um, getting benched, getting, you know, having more injuries, he came back and won a Super Bowl and then retired. And I'm glad he retired because I don't think he had anything left in him after that. Uh, he seems like a great guy and a fierce competitor. But when he came back and won the Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos, I thought that was one of the most amazing things I'd ever seen before. So I'm going to go with that. Number five, Peyton Manning. All right, number four. Wow, I'm looking at my list. I don't know who to go with here. I'm going to go with Sean White. I'm actually mixing up my list a little bit. Sean White, and I mean, I talk about him, I feel like I talk about him a lot, but, you know, he, and he just retired from snowboarding this past Olympics. He was, man, he was amazing. So he won the gold medal, uh, gold medals in his first two Olympics. 2014, he, 
came in fourth. And, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know, he's getting a little bit older for being a snowboarder. And, you know, he had his clothing line. He does all this other stuff. He's in a band. And people were talking like, is that that it for him? Okay, one, again, he, he pioneered the sport. He brought it to where it was today. I mean, no matter what he, the, the numbers are or whatever, I mean, he brought snowboarding into the, you know, top of, of the, uh, well, definitely the X Games and, and, of course, in the Winter Olympics, one of the main sports or one of, one of the bigger sports now. So in 2014, again, he came fourth, so not the best. Um, so 2018, actually right before 2018, about six months before he was trying to make his comeback, he fell. Um, it's I, it, they, they, There's kind of a grainy video of this out there. He was on the half pipe. Um, I'm not going all with big terms. So I, I'll sound kind of dumb, but he went on the half pipe just training for the Olympics, and he, he, he made a mistake, and he smashed his face on the top of the half pipe. And it, you know, that's all ice. He had needed like 50-something stitches in his face. And he could have called it quits then. And that was on the, the, the run he was going to make coming up. And you know, he decided to keep going. So in the Olympics, he it was actually, this is my, probably my favorite watching him do this. He went back and forth with um, a Japanese snowboarder. And it was one of those things where Sean White would be in first like for the gold, then the other guy, then Sean White, then the other guy. And the final run, he took the final lead and he, he did this amazing new you know, trick and he won the gold medal. And I thought that was just amazing. Now, if you watch the past Olympics, he came in fourth again and retired. But it, I'm not saying it doesn't matter. It does matter. But I think that just the fact that he, when he came back like that, you know, that just shows so much resilience. And, we, and again, talking about Peyton Manning as well, but it was just amazing to watch him come back from, you know, he went, he, was, he went gold, gold, fourth place, gold. And that comeback was just amazing to me. So uh, that's about it for that. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Sean White for number three. All right, for number, I'm sorry, Sean White was number four. Man, I'm just a mess today. Sean White was number four. Because I'm looking at my list and I, I'm switching a couple of these people here. Because I think I'm going to go with, I'm going to take my number four and, and maybe take him all the way to the top. So number, <laughs> maybe. So I'm going to go with number three as Tiger Woods 2019 Masters Champion. So Tiger Woods, I'm not going to go into everything about Tiger. But you know, if you you know anything about Tiger, that he went through a lot in his life. He went through marital problems. I mean, very public marital problems. That was back in the 2010-ish time. But then after that, you know, he went through a very low period of injury after injury after surgery after surgery. He even told Jack Nicholas and I think some other people at the Masters dinner, this is when he was still injured. You know, he, he couldn't even, he could barely walk. His back was, was such a mess. And he had, uh, well, in the, previously it had like ACL surgery. Um, he's, he just had a bunch of stuff. So he told Jack Nicholas that he, he was done. He, he just wanted to be able to play, you know, catch with his son and daughter. I mean, he was just, he couldn't even, he could barely do that. However, he did have uh, back fusion surgery and slowly came back. Now, the fact that he won, he's the oldest winner ever um, of the Masters. And uh, I believe at the time he was 42 when he won in 2019. He 
but he hadn't won the Masters since 2005. It was the longest uh, time between wins of anybody. Just watching him come back like that and watching him that day uh, on the final day uh, of trying to catch another competitor, um, Francisco Molinari, and there were other really big names in there. There's Brooks Koepka. Um, it's, I don't know if Dustin Johnson was, he was probably, I think it was pretty close. There were a lot of guys that were right there and they all kind of fell back and he relied on his skill and expertise. And most of them, they honestly, on a certain hole, I believe it was hole 12 or 13, 12, I think, uh, they kept hitting in the water and he, but he had been there so so many times. Uh, he knew how to play the wind. He knew what to do. He put it right on the green. Everybody else just fell back and he just kept going forward. So him winning the 2019 Masters was truly incredible. Unfortunately, since then, well, actually another comeback. Unfortunately, he got in a major car accident, shattered his leg. Uh, but he's played since then. And I mean, you know, to me, that's another great comeback. So <laughs> he's had a few comebacks. I think 2019 Masters champion is the, the main one that I'll remember for uh, number three. So that's Tiger for number three. All right, so again, I'm mixing up my numbers here. That was number three. So, so far we have Peyton Manning at number five, Sean White at number four, Tiger at number three. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my number four pick and go all the way to the top. So my number two, I'm gonna go with Miracle on Ice, 1980, Miracle on Ice, United States versus Russia. Now, most of you heard this story before, and actually my favorite, that's my favorite movie. Miracle is my favorite movie. I just, I love these kind of stories. I was only eight. Yes, I'm giving you the, my exact birth uh, year. I'm going to be 50 in about a month. So there you go. Yeah, 50. Oh, my gosh. So I was only eight when this happened. So I don't remember it. I mean, I remember it kind of. Uh, but looking back on it and seeing everything that happened and uh, reading books about it, listening to books on it, um, just it's just truly incredible what the United States did. Now, I can't go into every single solitary thing. But I will say this, these, these guys were anywhere between 18 and uh, early 20s. They were amateurs. They were not professionals. Whereas the Russians, I mean, it looked like they were playing against like 35-year-olds and they were huge. They, they had been together. The Russians had been together for years playing together. They were the most dominant team for, for over a decade. Like the Russians didn't lose. They just did not lose. And actually they had beaten... The United States by like about 10, I believe it was 10 to 3, about a week before that, or 10 days before that, in, in like an exhibition before the Olympics started. Now, most of you don't remember, maybe might not remember this, might not know this, that wasn't for the gold medal. That was uh, like the semifinals. So they still had to win the following game against Sweden, which they did, to win the gold medal. And the gold medal, by the way, it was, it was weird ca- calculations back then, where if they would have lost... Um, technically Russia could have won like it was just kind of by points and things like that so kind of weird how they did that back then it wasn't even televised live the miracle on ice was not even televised live it was crazy like all this stuff that, that went on back then but anyways they came back um, from a small deficit and just as the fact that they won is something just it's just amazing you need to see the movie miracle and actually the original movie there's a miracle on ice original movie which I remember watching when I was younger so it's just something to see. And they don't do that anymore. There's no such thing as just amateurs playing in the Olympics anymore. I mean, that was when it was the best, when it's 
now they have dream teams and all sorts of stuff. And it just, this made, uh, just this miracle on ice was just amazing. And it made America proud. And it's, uh, you know, that was back during the cold war and I'm sorry, that's what it is. It was, uh, you know, that was just the way it is. It was very inspirational to the United States at the time and, and very, you know, USA, USA, um, you know, and it was a great story. So that anyways, that being said, number two, Miracle on Ice. All right, number one, making the comeback from number four all the way to number one. Not really. I just think this is the greatest story, the greatest. And I, the greatest story, and I've told my students about this, at least some of my students during a rainy day, Alex Smith of the Washington, at the time, Washington Redskins, he made to me the greatest comeback I have ever seen. Now there is a, if you don't know who that he is, I'll give you a brief, um, I don't know, biography. He was drafted number one overall by the uh, San Francisco 49ers in the early 2000s, kind of early to mid 2000s. And he was, he was good. I don't, he wasn't like phenomenal. He was, he was a good, solid quarterback. Um, eventually he was replaced by Colin Kaepernick. And he went to Kansas City for a few years. And actually, he was pretty good. When he was with Kansas City, he was pretty good. But then they drafted a guy named Patrick Mahomes. So Mahomes sat behind Alex Smith for a year. And then they decided, oh, this Mahomes guy is pretty good. So Alex Smith got traded to the uh, Washington Redskins. And he didn't play that long for them in November of that first year with them. And he was doing pretty good. It was, again, he's a so, he was always a solid quarterback. He was never uh, like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, you know, who we talked about, but he was always a solid quarterback. He got sacked and it was, it was just nasty. He was, uh, again, I won't go into all the details, but his bone, his bone was sticking out of his leg. And that was the main thing. He had to have surgery right away because the bone was sticking out, um, I mean, you could, it, the, the videos are just nasty. He had, I believe, um, 13 surgeries in the beginning on his leg. And actually, speaking of the beginning, they thought he might die because he, was, he had so much um, infection. And he actually had, I didn't think this was a real thing, but flesh-eating bacteria. And his leg looked like black. It was disgusting. And if, you've ever, uh, if you haven't seen this, it's called um, the Alex Smith Project. He was number 11, so I think it's called number 11 the Alex Smith project and it documents everything. And it's just, it's just amazing to watch this. He, again, first they first thought he might die because he was just the way he was acting. He was um, just out of it all the time. They, they just didn't know hundred percent was wrong with him. And then yes, they realized he was, they, they were, he had all this infection in him. When they cleared out all the infection, there was very little left of his leg. I mean, it was, it was, it's again, they showed it, it was disgust, disgusting. They put bars in his leg and, all sorts of stuff. Um, you could see through his leg. It was it was gross. So he, the, you know, and at one point, I'm going to back up a tiny bit. They almost amputated his leg. You know, they they showed his wife talking on there and saying, you know, she was kind of like talking about how she talked to the doctor, and, and she's like, well, what do I do? Do we do we amputate this leg or do we let him keep it? I mean, he could die. Um, so the first thing was talking about saving his life. Then it was saving his leg, and they decided to obviously save his leg. Then he went through extensive rehabilitation and healing. I mean, like beyond belief. Um, eventually, again, if, if, the, if the story ended just that he walked again, that would be a great story. 
if the story ended that he walked again and ran again with his kids, that'd be a great story. Well, he did more than that. He came back and actually played football in the NFL. He finished out, well, it was the following, the following year. It was the COVID year, unfortunately, because when he actually stepped on the field in a real game, not just preseason, the, the first, he was third string going in that. And so it's like, eh, is he ever going to really play? I, I don't know. But the first string quarterback got hurt. The second string quarterback got hurt. And he came into the game to about a few hundred people. Maybe it was a couple thousand. I mean, it, can you imagine if 80,000 people were, were, saw him come in the game and just went crazy? Unfortunately, that wasn't allowed back then. But he came back. He played. He actually did really well, finished out the season as a starting quarterback. And then he retired, which, um, you know, I just think he, had, he wanted to prove something that to himself, maybe to his family, maybe to the fans, that he can come back. And he did. And that was amazing. He got comeback player of the year, which, I, by the way, I think Peyton Manning did as well. Um, got comeback player of the year. And that was the most amazing thing I, I think I've ever seen. If, so you've got to see that documentary if you're, you, you might be a little squeamish by, you know, by it. But uh, Alex Smith, Project 11, it was amazing. It's on ESPN or ESPN Plus. So you got to see that. And that is it. Those are my top five inspirational sports stories. And now I got to find the thing for this. Do I have a cowbell? Do I have a cowbell? Yes, I do. The cowbell tip of the day. All right, everybody. So your cowbell tip of the day is to find ways to kind of work these stories in to your PE program. You don't have to, like all five of them. But I've definitely talked to my students about Alex Smith and Sean White and Tiger. Um, I'm not sure about Miracle on Ice. I might have. Um, I, I don't think Peyton Manning yet. But just let them see what not only inspiration looks like, but perseverance, hard work, dedication, and let them see that. And not only in yourself, of course, but in famous people, like people that they aspire to be like. You know, let them see that. Talk to them about that. They probably don't never heard of half these people or things. So talk to them about that. Get them motivated. And that is your pow- <laughs> cowbell tip of the day. All right, everyone. So thank you for tuning in today. Sorry I made a few mistakes. Um, I'm going to try to work this out a little better and figure out uh, the whole recording process because now I'm, again, I've got it a little messed up. So hopefully it sounds good and maybe I'll even keep it like this if I can. Anyways, you guys and girls are amazing for PE Nation. Take care. Have a great day, week, weekend, night. I don't know. Whenever you listen to this, you're awesome. Take care and let's keep pushing our profession forward.